Welcome to KXAN News Today. I want to go over your Wednesday morning headlines. The man accused of killing four Idaho college students could be back in Idaho today. Brian Koberger agreed to be extradited from Pennsylvania yesterday. He walked into a courtroom handcuffed and in a prison jumpsuit. 28-year-old plans to plead not guilty to murder charges. The last surviving Apollo 7 astronaut passed away yesterday in Houston. Walter Cunningham was 90 years old. He was one of three astronauts aboard the 1968 Apollo 7 mission. It was the first successful crewed space mission in NASA's Apollo program. The 11-day space flight paved the way for the moon landing less than a year later. Austin's O. Henry Museum of East 5th Street is reopening this afternoon at 12. The museum has undergone several renovations and improvements. It is open today and through Sunday from noon until 5 in the evening. Live look this morning at Capitol Hill where House members cannot address any legislation yet. A speaker still has not been elected. Good morning, thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. Republicans have control of the House, but they failed three times to vote in a leader on the first day of the new session yesterday. Representative Kevin McCarthy pushing for support and plans to continue to do so. I'm not going anywhere. Are you sick? Well, small band far-right members voted no to him taking the leadership over. However, Democrats are making their own history. A Latino is nominating for leader of this chamber a black man for the first time in our history. Democrats unanimously electing New York Representative Hakeem Jeffries as House Minority Leader, the first black leader of either party in Congress. The failure to elect a new speaker in the first round of voting hasn't happened in 100 years. And taking a closer look here at home, Austin's Greg Kassar, one of seven new House members from Texas. He says he's eager to get to work on new bills. And with Republicans in charge of the House, they're going to have to set the legislative agenda. I'm going to put my name on the Women's Health Protection Act to restore abortion rights in Texas. In the Senate, Democrats have control, and Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn says he is willing to work across the aisle if it means getting something done. I've said over and over again that I'm willing to work with anyone, Republican, Democrat, or Independent, who's serious about solving this border crisis. Other Republicans, including Texas Congressman Pat Fallon, say securing the border means putting someone else in charge. They are vowing to impeach Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. All right, it is time to check in with Kristen Curry tracking our weather and I overheard you saying you expect a beautiful day today. Really nice day, yeah. We're in fact going to squeeze out probably three to four nice January days this week. So let me show you what's going on as we begin our Wednesday. We've got a little bit of cloud cover passing over the state, but in general, dry skies, and we're going to see a good amount of sunshine once it comes up here. Live look outside. We'll see landscape supplies weather camera there showing on 35. No fog issues this morning. Lighter winds, but the winds will sneak up on us as we get into the later part of the day. 
Temperatures in the 40s and 50s everywhere you look. It's cooler out there this morning. I'd say chilly, chilly enough to grab that sweatshirt before you go. Temperatures down five to about 20 degrees cooler than how we started our Tuesday, but we rebound nicely thanks to that sunshine. We will see temperatures rebound back to the 70s today. Still puts us warmer than average. Not quite the 80s is what we had to start the week, but the bus stop forecast showing no need for the rain gear parents. I think the kids are going to be uh, just into that jacket this morning. Water bottle for this afternoon as they're running around. Looking at our forecast coming up, that nice stretch of weather is going to take us all the way through Friday. That's the good news. Maybe some not so good news is the timing of our next cold front. Not ideal. Comes in on the weekend, but it does bring some rain chances back to central Texas. I'm going to show you those potential rainfall totals we have ahead of us. It's coming up in your first morning forecast. Tom. Thank you, Kristen. Dozens of people are trying to salvage their belongings this morning after a fire in Round Rock. 21 apartments burnt yesterday. Happened at the Terrastone Trevisi Apartments on Quick Hill Road. This is near FM 1325 and State Highway 45. And you can see it was really going for a while here. The cause still under investigation. Nobody got hurt. Complex believes it has enough open apartments, though, that it can move people impacted into those units. The Red Cross is also helping. A missing baby is safe and now in the custody of Child Protective Services, but Austin police are still looking for her parents. The two-month-old went missing early last month. APD announced yesterday that it did find the baby, but the parents, Kayla Washington and Samuel White, have not been found. CPS has Washington's other children in custody. Now, APD said last week Washington refused to let CPS check on the baby's welfare and had not responded to protective services by phone or email. A Tesla plunged 250 feet off a cliff. Why police believe the driver did it on purpose. And what's in store for Southwest customers affected by last week's airline meltdown? Live look outside on your Wednesday morning. We are waiting on sunrise. That'll come at 728. We've got 10 hours and 15 minutes of daylight ahead of us. And we're going to squeeze out a lot of sunshine. We'll talk more about your forecast here at home in just a couple of minutes. An update for you. Two more people have died after that blizzard in New York. According to the Erie County Medical Examiner's Office, a woman died from not having enough oxygen during a power outage. A man died after being found in a snowbank. This means a total of 41 people died from that blizzard. 17 people were found outside. 11 were in their homes and four people were found in vehicles. At least four deaths were related to shoveling or snow blowing. Three were from delayed EMS responses and two were injuries sustained during the blizzard. Officials say more deaths could be attributed to the storm. Well, a California man could face attempted murder charges after California officials say that he drove his family off a cliff on purpose. Two adults in the car, two children inside. It was a Tesla that plunged over a cliff outside San Francisco, and it landed about 250 feet below. This is video of that rescue effort. Amazingly, police say the two children weren't even hurt. The two adults are injured, but they are expected to survive. California Highway Patrol arrested the driver. He's going to be booked on attempted murder and child abuse charges once he's out of the hospital. Still ahead, the latest on Buffalo Bills player Damar Hamlin, how fans in the NFL are coming together in support of him. The Austin police plan to bring in more recruits. We'll tell you how coming up.
Good morning, all. Texas men's basketball looking to extend their winning streak to seven. A whole lot of offense put up. We'll show you the highlights next. Good morning, everyone. On this Wednesday, January the 4th, so happy to have you around. Thank you so much for watching KXAN News today. Well, authorities are still searching for inmates that escaped near the Texas-Mexico border. Mexico's government now says 10 officers died and 27 inmates escaped over the weekend during an attack on the Cerezo prison in South Juarez. That is across the border from El Paso, Texas. One of them is El Neto, the head of a Mexican cartel. Mexico Secretary of National Defense says they found the equivalent of a $90,000 prison cell. It's important to mention that as a battle for control of the Cerezo, there were 10 cells found. We can call them VIP cells. They were, had television sets, very different conditions from those normal cells. And that's where we found the safe. Back in August, a fight at the same prison spilled out into the streets of Juarez. Gas stations were burned, businesses shot up, and 10 people died. Video game testers are forming Microsoft's first U.S. labor union. Number of employees are right here in Austin. This has become the largest union in the video game industry. Microsoft has already told the Communications Workers of America it would accept the formation of a union. A video game subsidiary ZeniMax Studios has offices in Austin and Dallas, among some other places. Southwest passengers who are waiting to be reunited with their luggage after last week's meltdown you're going to have to wait even more. It could be as long as two weeks to get back your luggage. And the airline will have to depend on workers to volunteer to help other employees who normally handle lost luggage. Now, this is all according to an internal memo obtained by CNN. Scenes like this at Austin's airport, piles and piles of luggage could be seen nationwide after its massive flight cancellations last week. The CEO's internal memo says the airline has cut the number of missing bags in half since Thursday. That's it. The memo also said Southwest is building out an action plan this week to figure out how to prevent another meltdown. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg says he will hold Southwest Airlines accountable. Buttigieg wrote Southwest CEO last week saying the federal government will make sure the airline keeps its reimbursement promise. The refund plan right now includes reimbursing passengers for having to find alternate transportation, meals and hotels. Also covers the cost of reuniting people with their luggage. Transportation Department says Southwest has to provide flight refunds within seven business days if you paid by a credit card and within 20 days if you paid with a cash or check. Meantime, some Southwest passengers are getting 25,000 frequent flyer bonus points. The airline CEO announced the gesture in an email to customers. The points are worth 300 bucks. CNN obtained that email and in it, the CEO wrote, quote, no amount of apologies can undo your experience. The offer is for travelers with flights canceled or delayed more than three hours between Christmas Eve and January 2nd. An airline spokesperson says the offer is in addition to reimbursements and refunds. I would want the same thing if I was delayed two hours, mm -hmm. one hour, yeah. three hours. Mm -hmm. you know?
Yeah. Also, it's been a week and I've not gotten my refund. So. <laughs> exactly. Dear Mr. Southwest Airlines. Yeah. Yeah. Sign everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because we have dry skies out there this morning. There will be a little bit more cloud cover creeping in this afternoon compared to what you're seeing out there now, but nothing will fall out of those clouds. 47 degrees. It's much colder this morning than what we've seen recently. I would grab that jacket before you go. Our winds are calm. Humidity at 74%. I'll give you a second to find your neighborhood number. Again, these numbers aren't necessarily, you know, they're still above average, but I thought it was a little cold this morning. That's the only hiccup I'm seeing in the forecast because once we get past the 40s and 50s, we're back to the 70s, similar to what we saw yesterday. As far as the sky conditions go, plenty of sun up top, just some high clouds streaming through. So here's a look at your forecast highs area-wide. It's a blend of the upper 60s to low 70s. Again, these temperatures should be about 10 degrees cooler for this time of year. Like yesterday, breezy conditions favoring areas along and east, uh, excuse me, along and west of I-35 here. These are your wind gusts, so your sustained winds will be between about 5 to 15 miles per hour, but every once in a while we see a gust of about 20 to 25 miles per hour, and that's probably going to fuel fire danger once again. That doesn't mean we're going to see wildfire, wildfires, that is, all over the place. Basically, what that means is if one were to start, it's likely to grow rapidly here. So if we can mitigate any sort of spark or any sort of ignition of a wildfire, we'll be just fine. Let's talk about when this changes on us. Friday, a mix of sun and clouds towards the back half of the day. Cold front rolls in late Saturday. Probably starts with some showers around midday Saturday. And then storms and showers come in late Saturday night. I think best coverage will be overnight into Sunday morning here. And then this clears to our south as we get into midday Sunday. That being said, eastern counties, yet again, you will be favored for the best rainfall potential here. Very little amounts in the hill country. But I-35 eastward, because of the intensity of some of these showers and storms overnight, we could get a quick little burst of half an inch to an inch of rain, although I don't expect that everywhere. Saturday, Sunday, that will be the next weather maker. Leading up to that, some really nice weather. 70s today and tomorrow. Upper 70s Friday, a little bit more wind too, but those winds will be coming out of the south by Friday. That's the warm and humid kind of flow here that we're talking about. 40 to 50% chance of rain from about midday Saturday through midday Sunday. Temperatures will fall to the 60s behind that cold front, upper 60s to low 70s as we start our next work week. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, all. Entering Tuesday, four teams in the Big 12 were tied for first in men's basketball. 1-0 in conference play, 12-1 overall. Texas, one of them. They faced another one a night ago. Longhorns and Marcus Carr set to face K-State in their baby purple uniforms, if we can call them that. I think they look pretty good, especially clashing with the orange. Good color combo here. Either way, first half, Texas down. Dylan Mitchell with the huge lefty putback, trying to claw their way back into man. This K-State team could shoot the lights out. Marquise Noel, the three ball, makes it a 16 point game in the first half. Second half, trying to claw back. It's Serge Jabari Rice, that patented pump fake. I don't know if he really patented it, but he should. Trademark it every time. Bucket and one. They're down 12 after that. Later on, it is that guy again going inside. Two points and the foul. He really brought the energy, but K-State too much in this one. First loss for the Longhorns under interim head coach Roddy Terry, allowing 116 points. High school 
Hoops action, Round Rock at number 13, Stony Point. You can see this one over on KBVO. Dragons up 13-12 in the second quarter. John Eric Mosley going to beat a couple defenders. Knocks in the floater for the lead. Second half, Tigers in front by seven. But good pass here to Leonard Moore. And they're hanging around are the Dragons. But Stony Point, just an incredibly talented team off the block from Tiki Morin. It is a fast break. Uzziah Button over to Mosley again. And the lead is extended. Tigers win by 10, 51 to 41. And for the Texas men's basketball team, they will next be on the road at Oklahoma State. They will play at 11 a.m. before the Texas women also play in Stillwater at 6 p.m. We'll send it over to you. Thanks, Noah. NFL fans are praying for Buffalo Bills player Demar Hamlin still in the hospital, still listed in critical condition after he collapsed on the field during Monday night's game against Cincinnati Bengals. Last night, fans brought candles and signs with messages of hope and placed them outside of the Cincinnati hospital where Hamlin is recovering. Here's what we know. Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest. The NFL office announced there's been no discussion about this weekend's game and that counselors are available for every team in the NFL. Now, seconds after Hamlin's collapse, if you were watching, you probably saw medical staff rushing onto the field. They were administering CPR and used what's called an automated external defibrillator, which is an AED. Yes, while cases like Demar Hamlin's are rare, it is always good to know what to do. KXAN's Nabil Ramanda shows us how an AED can make a big difference in someone's life. Moments after collapsing on the field, medical staff went to work on DeMar Hamlin. Every moment that individual goes without getting adequate blood flow or oxygenation to the brain, their mortality, their chance of dying increases. Dr. Vivek Goswami with the Heart Hospital of Austin says knowing how to react and timing can save a life. With the function of A, effective CPR, and B, quick access to an AED, really is of utmost importance. An automated external defibrillator. It can check the heart's rhythm and deliver an electrical shock if needed. These AEDs are becoming more and more readily available. You'll find them in many places, including schools. According to the American Heart Association, about 7,000 young people ages 6 to 19 experience sudden cardiac arrest every year. About 20% of those happen out of the home often on a court or field. Cardiac conditions can be identified by the screening tests that we do. Dr. Arnold Fenrich with Championship Hearts Foundation. They offer free heart screenings to identify undiagnosed heart defects in teen athletes. Not only do we do a screening electrocardiogram, ECG, but we do an echocardiogram, a screening echocardiogram. These screenings can help but there's always a risk. So having early access to CPR and defibrillation is important. That was Nabil Ramana reporting. Championship Hearts Foundation offers free screening screenings throughout the year. It's always a good idea to take a CPR class and get certified. Now we wanted to find out though, what's being done locally to help keep student athletes safe when they're playing. And the University Interscholastic League requires high school games and practices to have an AED. Former Westlake football player Matt Nader helped get that measure passed. He and a local cardiologist whose son plays in the NFL both say we need more folks trained in CPR. You need to always have a, a few people, not just one, on the sidelines uh, or very close by in the stands, but preferably on the sidelines that is ready 
for that type of a thing, whether it be an athletic trainer on the team, um, a coach, but somebody who knows how to do CPR. So I, I think that, you know, you shouldn't be able to graduate high school without knowing how to do CPR. Cardiologist Dr. Paul Tucker says there are warning signs you can spot when a cardiac arrest is happening. That includes when someone collapses without trying to break their fall, indicating they're already unconscious. Unconscious. He also says an athlete might kneel, sit, lie down, or hold on to their chest. Student athletes in Texas are encouraged to get heart screenings before playing sports, but it's not a requirement. No, according to the UIL, student athletes and their parents must sign a sudden cardiac arrest awareness form every year. It explains the risks and importance of heart screenings. UIL also requires student athletes to fill out a medical history form each year, and physicals are required every other year. A law passed in 2019 allows students to get ECG heart screenings as part of their physical exams doesn't have to be done separately. We also reached out to several school districts about their requirements for student athletes and Round Rock ISD told us it requires physicals every year instead of every other year. The district also offers heart screenings for students through local hospitals. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.